This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Hello, everyone, and thank you for all your concern and comments during Hurricane Irma. This is episode 154, and as many of you know, we recently moved to Lakeland, Florida, and a few weeks later, we're hit with the eye of Hurricane Irma. You know, recently, we were able to restore our internet, and we'll be up and running with our regularly scheduled show, but everything else with the podcast is is right on track. Again, thanks so much for the comments, concerns, etc. I'll get a little bit into uh, what happened uh, to us during... During the hurricane, I know I'm getting a lot of questions, so I figure I'd, I'd address that here. First of all, a couple of shout-outs and announcements. Uh, com slash coaching. If you need career advice, getting ready for an interview, just want to decide which way to go in your career, how to take the next step, how to plan for your next step and prepare uh, moving forward to your next flight job, etc. whether this is a career for you, go to com slash coaching. Watch the video, and uh, we have career coaching. Currently, uh, as of this recording, it's $75 an hour. Uh, you can sign up right there online, and uh, we have a real easy uh, format. You can sign on uh, with your iPhone, iPad, and computer. We've changed uh, what, the way we've been doing things. Big shout-out to uh, the Lakeland uh, Fire Department here. We During the storm, uh, we were very fortunate and uh, have a, a good spot where we are for the hurricane. We're in high ground, so a lot of people, uh, relatives evacuated to our house. Unfortunately, one of our relatives fell uh, after the storm and was, uh, we had a call the EMS. And something I, I guess I didn't know much about is how EMS works. And, uh, you know, they kind of prioritize things as far as if it's uh, life threatening or if it's, it's um, you know, something that they just need transportation to the hospital, et cetera. So uh, we discovered how Lakeland handles that and how the fire department handles that in EMS. And uh, just want a big shout out because of the fact that it wasn't life threatening, uh, that we were uh, not able to get an ambulance right away because they were dealing with everything else. I mean, the, the roads here, a lot of them are impassable. Uh, there's down power lines and trees everywhere. So, uh, you know, they had to go work on some other projects. The folks from the Lakeland Fire Department, though, and EMS crew on the fire engine came out and helped us. Uh, and we were able to get my aunt into the car and we're, uh, we became our own little transportation to the hospital. And a big shout out to the folks at uh, Legion, Lakeland Regional Hospital for helping us get her out of the vehicle. And uh, now she's recovering in the hospital. All is well. No worries here. Uh, And uh, just really, again, appreciate everybody's outpouring. Uh, Operation Airdrops are another big shout out. They uh, have been doing some great work here in Florida, moving uh, different things, uh, personal items, water, food, MREs to uh, primarily the Keys uh, that have been hit super, super hard. I know we had a Category 2 hurricane come through where we are, but it wasn't that big of a deal. Also, another thing I'd like you to take a look at, if you could, is... uh, the possibility of donating to our Polk State flight team. We are the, uh, again, I'm the coach of the flight team here in Lakeland. Because we were hit by the storm, we actually had to shut down all operations at the field, shut down the school, and it's not reopening until the 18th, which is the date that this podcast will come out. And we haven't been able to practice at all. Been a little bit behind on the schedule of donations. I have a link where you can donate to the flight team. Any little bit will count, a dollar, whatever. Uh, we've usually in the past asked people to give an hour of 
their of their wages to uh, the flight team. Uh, I usually donate a day. Uh, I fly a day and then donate that amount to the flight team to help fund uh, our efforts. And uh, of course, we don't have the large budgets that most of the other larger schools that we compete against have, but we've done a great job in the past. And our students, uh, I really admire them for what they've done and uh, the ability for them to keep their integrity and also to keep their chins up during the con- uh, competitions where you know we don't have quite the numbers that the other schools have. We don't have the planes, but uh, they've been doing a, a great job. So again, the uh, Polk State flight team, it's right, the link's right there on the website. Anyway, uh, in this episode, we're going to discuss a few things. But before we start there, uh, just from a personal point, because everybody keeps asking me, uh, I during this storm, I actually uh, was not here. I was uh, stuck in the Caribbean. I got stuck in uh, San Juan. And I un- luckily, we didn't lose power at all. As a matter of fact, I was able to, to uh, FaceTime uh, with my wife during the whole storm. It was kind of scary, but very nerve-wracking. Uh, it was really tough to be on the road and not be there for your family helping out. Uh, the way I know a lot of people are thinking, why didn't you just call in sick? Well, um, part of my job is in an airline, airlines do this, they do evacuation flights and uh, just by my calling in sick, that means at least 300 people wouldn't have gotten out of Florida. So uh, I decided to go to work, and I thought it was better for me to help people get out of Florida and out of harm's way. And uh, my family I knew was safe, and I had a lot of people in my house that evacuated. So these are the tough things that happen during a storm and the decisions you have to make as a pilot uh, working for an airline. And uh, it really it, it was a somewhat of a tough decision, but not really because I knew that uh, you know my family was safe and there was a lot of folks here with a lot of water and food, etc. And I knew we were in a good spot. Um, but anyway, just uh, as far as uh, other things that happened, we had one, you know, obviously I told you one person fall and uh, they were great, the EMS. Uh, but it is uh, interesting how, you know, during the storm immediately after, people are just so helpful and everybody is. We kind of, you know, band together and come together. Uh, but that that ends <laughs> uh, soon afterwards. People want to get back to their normal lives and, and you know, people were very appreciative. But, uh, but a couple days later, especially even with the airlines, it, it, it was phenomenal. Phenomenal, getting in an airplane and flying people out of harm's way. People, what was so cool is half the airplane where people had never flown before, and they said they never would, but they decided to fly in an airplane for the first time because it was more dangerous to stay in the hurricane than the, to fly away. What was really, really cool is a, a lot of those people came up to me after the flight. We're standing there in the doorway, greeting people as they leave, and them saying to me, gosh, you know, this was this was awesome. It wasn't even that bouncy, and the, the landing was great, and it was terrific, and it wasn't as scary as I thought. And hopefully, you know what? Maybe those people will come back, and they'll, they'll fly again, because uh, a lot of times, you know, our fears in general are, are unwarranted, and it's a very safe flight. Big hats off, by the way, to the flight attendants who had to deal with all those passengers and the fact that they really calmed them down and explained to them how things work and uh, with the airplane some people were nervous that there was all sorts of airplanes near us and you know she was showing them outside the window there's really nobody right next to us and uh, you know how how, even if we hit a little bump it goes right back to normal kind of like a a boat bounces around a little so uh, a lot of these analogies and and these uh, the flight tents are really good at dealing with that so that was that was really terrific of course another part of dealing with that is you making the announcements you have to really get on the PA and make announcements during that 
that period. Uh, how do airlines, you know, prepare and actually the flight schools prepare for these hurricanes? Well, you know, their assets are their airplanes and their airplanes are very expensive. So one of the things they really want to do is take those out of harm's way. Very important. It's you do not want to have lose an airplane, especially an airplane that costs 50 to 100, 200 million dollars uh, in the case of a flight school, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, so they have to fly those airplanes away. And that's, that's the other reason our flight team and our flight school couldn't move forward because those planes had to leave the area. And then soon afterwards, they moved back. And we'll talk a little bit about what happens there. The, uh, a lot of times, pilots in general uh, are able to make extra money. What, how does pilot pay work? Well, you're, you're guaranteed your trip pay usually with most airlines. In other words, if you had to fly a trip during a hurricane and you, they had to cancel the flight, you still get paid for that flight. Also, another thing most airlines do is they offer you know, double time, time and a half, even triple time in some cases for people to fly aircraft out of these areas or to fly extra segments or extra flights. Another interesting thing, I just mentioned the word extra segments. Another thing that airlines do is they put on extra segments for flights. And what those are are things that aren't advertised, flights that aren't advertised, but They'll put passengers, family members of the airlines on those. They also have uh, specific flights just to bring in supplies for those affected by the hurricane and also specific flights just for family members of and crew members to actually fly in and out of an area. So if all these different flights going on, as a matter of fact, when I, I was stuck in San Juan, Puerto Rico, and yeah, real tough job, huh? And uh, I was stuck there for, I think, like 50-some-odd hours while my wife and family were dealing with the hurricane. Uh, so we actually were going to deadhead back, meaning we weren't going to fly. But what they decided to do is they had so many planes over there, they asked us to fly the plane back, and they filled that plane up in no time. There were so many canceled flights. Uh, we were able to fill the aircraft up and fly back. It was actually at the same time as the regularly scheduled flight. And what they'll do is a lot of times they'll say the flight was, say, one, two, three, four. What they'll do is put, say, an eight on the front if they don't have an eight number. An eight, two, three, four, say, is going to be the flight number. And they file that flight plan. So you have two planes going at the same time, same destination to get people out of there. Uh, really fascinating how they do this and how they go about uh, you know, the logistics of moving supplies and people around. And uh, one of the things that, as an airline pilot, uh, you can make a ton of money during this period because of the fact that you can volunteer for all of these flights, and obviously they're all paid. Uh, what that does is it enables you to help out uh, by going out and making extra money. If you want to donate to a cause uh, that is out there that's helping people uh, fly airplanes and fly things around, the, it's, uh, it's really in fly uh, supplies. You can do that now that you've made a little bit of extra money. Uh, again, uh, one of the things that's really challenging is the fact that when you're away during a disaster or even a birth or whatever of a, of a child, because sometimes you can't plan the birth of a child, uh, sometimes you're in a hotel room, you're using your video to discuss things with your family, and that's the only way you have to keep in touch. That is one of the major challenges of this job. It's not that bad because we do get a lot of days off, but it's also uh, there are times, there's going to be many times in your career where you're not going to be there. You're not home every day, and uh, it's just that's just the way it is. People that do 
sales jobs, they have the same problem. If they're out traveling, anybody in the travel business, uh, you're not going to be home all the time. So that you kind of feel a little bit guilty about that when you're away. Uh, believe me, I know. Uh, and uh, it's just it's just part of that job. You know, you wish you were home, but you uh, you really can't be. Also, the other thing that's challenging is during this period, and something to reflect on for yourself if you haven't been through this, is the fact that you are going to be put in that situation where, what do I do? Do I stay at home with my family? Uh, How do I go through that? Well, you have to kind of go through that decision tree and say to yourself, listen, if I need to get my family out of harm's way, that's number one. And it's not your job. It's your family. So if you need to get in a car and drive your family somewhere away from the storm, you go ahead and do that. Uh, I kind of started thinking that myself, but after realizing and talking to a lot of neighbors, this, this was a really good spot to be. So we wound up calling everybody and telling them to come to our house because we found out this was probably a real good spot. It turned out to really be a great spot. As a matter of fact, I think we, we lost one tree, maybe a couple tears in, in our screen outside and uh it might just cost us maybe a thousand bucks or so to, to fix everything after the storm and that's it. So we're, we're really, really happy with that outcome. So another thing we're doing is trying to help other people. Another thing that's interesting too about these, these natural disasters, and in this case, a hurricane, when we are flying in the airline, and there's been a lot of comments about some of the stuff that's come up uh, with flying around hurricanes with airlines. We fly around air, hurricanes all the time. I mean, almost every day there's some kind of storm, there's a volcano, there's something going on, an earthquake, and we fly in and out of natural disasters all the time. What we what we do is we plan. We look at the hurricane, we look at the storm, uh, specifically hurricanes we'll talk about, and we decide what's our best route. Sometimes we have to reroute an hour, say, the flight to go around the hurricane. Uh, you know, you're doing, you know, 600 miles an hour, so that's, you know, that's pretty quick. Uh, so, you know, you can you can scoot around those, those rather quickly, uh, or actually about 500 miles an hour on average, depending on the tailwind. So, uh, you know, we're looking at at that and also looking at the the possibility of say turbulence one of the things you have to worry about in a hurricane situation is clear air turbulence even flying away from the storm when I flew, uh, we flew from New York down to San Juan. Uh, one of the storms, Herma, was over the United States, but another storm nobody was talking about, Jose, was just north of the Caribbean. And those were churning and flying in between there. We ran into some pretty decent uh, clear air turbulence that you never would have uh, encountered before. So something to think about uh, when, you're, when you're flying around these different storms. Usually it's interesting. I've, I've flown a lot of hurricanes and in the bands of hurricanes, the winds are very straight line. Uh, You do get some gusty winds, uh, but for the most part, it's surprising how smooth it can be uh, flying ar- around these different areas. Uh, but uh, anyway, I just uh, I wanted to make this a quick episode about what happens, how we do these things, how we move things around, uh, how the flight schools get back up and running in the airlines. Again, that's another logistical uh, challenge where the airlines and the flight schools have to get their operation back up and running. And it takes a while to get back to normal. Again, another opportunity for you as a CFI or you as an airline pilot to go out there, make some extra money, volunteer, say, hey, listen, I'll move airplanes for you. And it can be a lot of fun. It can be interesting. And uh, sometimes while you're there, you can get involved in actually doing some relief flying and get some supplies back to where the disaster was. Uh, Anyway, well, that's it for this episode. I just want to say a a quick uh, hello and let you know where we are. We're fine. Thanks again uh, for all the shout outs, etc. 
Take a look at our Facebook page. I know we talked about doing uh, some meetups and things like that. It's we're, Honestly, we're not quite recovered uh, from the storm and everything here, and especially on the campus, and us personally just trying to get uh, you know everything situating and uh, get everybody back in their homes. Most of my family just got power today, uh, so everybody's going to start heading home shortly. And uh, so that's, uh, that's where we are. We had plenty of water and food, so that was terrific. We really got lucky. We never lost power. Uh, many 80% of the people around us lost power. We were one of the few that didn't. That was just luck, pure luck. Uh, quickly, uh, also, uh, picks of the week for this week. Um, I want to take a, a look at, there's a there's an article, take a look at this one article in the show notes in 154. It's volunteer pilots form a bridge to Irma's victims on the Keys. That was in the, the Lakeland, uh, the Ledger. Really interesting article about how they move supplies and people. Something you might want to get involved with. There's lots of different uh, organizations to get involved with there. Also, our other pick of the week is uh, to take a look at the flight team, donate to the Polk State flight team. Um, hopefully we'll get another video up here shortly about the flight team and what we do. Uh, it, it just a couple dollars helps. So I have a link there that I'll specifically donate to the flight team there. Well, folks, I appreciate your listening. And as I always say at the end of the show, do something today, do something now to move forward in your career. Take one step forward in your career. One of the ways to do that is get involved in some of these relief flights. Get involved in some of these organizations. They'll help you move forward in your career. It'll help you build hours, build time, and it'll also make you feel good because you're doing something great for your community. Folks, we'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler, all rights reserved.